welcome. We're glad that you're here this wonderful, wonderful Sunday morning. I found out something. Most of you know I, I was in Texas last week. Texas don't have a sense of humor. And uh, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I was at this church and uh, I said, you know, I, that, that line, you know, you can, how, any Texans here? Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you what I did. I, I went up to him and I said, uh, you, you can always tell a Texan, just can't tell them much. <laughs> That's kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I think they spit at me. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, it was fun being in Texas. We, we had a wonderful, I was in meetings, uh, mission meetings. We're involved with missions worldwide uh, with a group called the Baptist Bible Fellowship. And so uh, twice or three times a year we meet and uh, talk about missionaries, improve missionaries. Uh, it's exciting, exciting. It's what the ministry is all about, is, uh, is missions, getting the gospel out around the world. That's what we're to be doing. That's, that's what it's all about. And it's a wonderful, wonderful time. Did you bring your Bibles? I mean, it's church. And uh, so, you know, Psalms 109, go ahead and, and take your Bibles and turn there. And uh, we're going to be using several scriptures this morning, mostly out of the book of Psalms. And so we want you to look along with us. You know, we are nine weeks into 2017. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how it's going for you. Uh, you know, maybe you're coming today, and we have a tendency to kind of mask how we're doing. You know, we have a tendency to kind of sell it better than it really is in our life. And uh, you have gone through nine weeks of 2017 over two months. And as our last Sunday, and for, for two months, and uh, you know, things may not have been going the way you'd like them to go. Uh, you're looking at these two months, and maybe you're thinking, you know, I thought it would be better than this. Uh, I didn't, I, th I thought things would be better in my life, I thought things would be better. And you know, sometimes when you go through the situation, you almost get the idea that it's never going to be any different. However it is, it's going to remain the way, doesn't matter what. And so when you kind of live a life like that, I think it's very sad because the Bible says that we're to have joy unspeakable and full of glory, but there's no joy. I mean, the Bible, you know, the Bible talks about the joy and the peace and the, and, the, and the happiness and all that kind of stuff. And you just heard Brother Dennis talk about our faces lighting up in spaghetti. Spaghetti. And, uh, but you're sitting here this morning, and I, I know sometimes I almost made the statement, don't you occasionally like to be honest? I mean, don't occasionally you like to be able to kind of be transparent? And sometimes we get to thinking that I wonder if anyone really understands what I'm facing, what I'm going through, or just this is the way it is. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be able to tell you that there's someone that does understand. Here in the book of Psalms, chapter 109, a guy named David, uh, he was very transparent. Uh, he kind of told us how his life was, what was going on. And I appreciate him doing that. I'd much rather learn from your problems than we'd have those problems. Uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather learn from your mistakes and your bad decisions rather than me making those bad decisions and making mistakes. I'd much rather learn by example than by experience. And I think God wants us to do this. And let me say this to you quickly. We don't have enough time to make all the mistakes ourselves. And so we need to learn from others. And so the Word of God, you know that's why the Word of God was written? Uh, to help us, to, to, to strengthen us, to counsel us. It, it wasn't simply written so we could read it and put stars on our chart. It actually was written to help us, 
We need the word of God. Thy word is, I hid my heart, I might not sin against thee. You want victory over sin? Get God's word in your heart. Now, David was a very practical individual. He was a very successful king, uh, made some big-time mistakes in his life. We can relate to him. But he says this in verse 22 of chapter 109. For, <clears throat> he says, <clears throat> excuse me, For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. What he was saying here is that I've got some deep hurts. You may have come this morning, and I, I, I'm sure it's the case. There's not anyone that's here this morning that hasn't gone, gone through some problems, going through some problems, or problems are coming your way. Look forward to it. And so you have come here this morning, and you've stuffed it, and, but you're walking in here, and there's some, these two months have gone by, and there doesn't seem to be any difference. There doesn't seem to be any relief. The hurt is still there, the deep wounds, if you will, different kinds of hurt. There's physical hurt. I had a lady come in today, and I won't use Cindy's name, but I had a lady come in today. <laughs> Did I say your name? Oh, okay. Didn't mean to do that. And, uh, no. But uh, uh, you don't know what kind of problems she had. <laughs> She's got, some, she's got some serious physical problems. And so I just on purpose ask her the question every time. How you doing? And she gave me the answer. It was a great answer. I can't complain. Now she could and probably has. But, uh, but, I, but she didn't say, oh, I'm doing wonderful. Because that's not the truth. Regina back here. Uh, you remember we've been praying for this young lady uh, two and a half months ago, guys. Two and a half months ago she got run over by a car. We thought she was going to die. We prayed. We really felt that was going to happen. She's broke up a lot of places and all. And uh, uh, she's got some serious, serious problems. She's seriously hurting. I'm so glad you're here today. <laughs> I'm glad you've come. But that's one kind of hurt. You know, that physical hurt, either by disease or by an accident, that's a real thing. You know, that's not something you say, well, you know, you, you, if someone can say, well, just get over it. Well, you get over it. And get out of my life. And, uh, but, but so that's a real hurt. And, and what David was talking about here in Psalms 109, 22, he had a deep hurt. And, 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 I, and physical problems are serious. And they, and they have a way of just captivating. Pain has a way of getting your attention. Have you noticed that? I mean, when pain comes your way, it pretty much is a part of your life. Uh, you may be here this morning, you're dealing with emotional pain. Uh, you have fears and worries and anger and depression and grief, and, and you've got that, and it's in your life. And, or maybe you're here, and you have the problems with relational problems. Someone has said something or done something to hurt you. And that's a very, very serious, serious problem. And I realize that when we come to church, you know, and I like to talk about heaven, and I like to talk about the good things of, of the Word of God. And, and there's tremendous things there, and, and I'm thankful for them. But, but I think from time to time, we need to kind of rip off the curtain, if you will, and say, you know, there's some serious problems in my life. I am hurting. Does anyone care? And sometimes I wonder. But I'm so thankful that we have this example here in the Word of God that, that David shared with us these problems he was facing. I am deeply wounded, but you... When you look at that, you almost think it can't get worse. Oh, it can. Verse 23. He says, I am gone like the shadow when it declineth. What he's saying here is that my hope is fading. You may have walked in this morning and now you're two months into 17 and you really thought it might be better than it was in 2016, but it doesn't seem to be getting better. It seems to be getting worse and your hope is fading. Let me tell you something. When the hope's gone, you're in trouble. 
You walked in this morning and you still put on the happy face and the Christian grin. It's always the top, top teeth. Now, if you don't have top teeth, you are not a Christian. <laughs> no, not real. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, uh, but anyway, and so you're putting on the, you know, you're putting on the thing and you're, you know, you're not, you, you know, you're asking, people are asking, how are you doing? You're doing fine, which is not true. And so you're sitting here and, and hope. I mean, you really believe that you moved into this year that things will get better, but they don't seem to be getting better. But it gets worse. He said, not only is my hope gone, he said that last part of verse 23, I am tossed up and down as a locust. What he's saying is I have no control. I have no control. You feel that way this morning? The hurts are there. I mean, we're masking them pretty good. We got our glad rags on, you know, and we got the Christian smile. But the hope is not there. You're losing the hope, and you're, and you're, you're in a situation you, 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 you don't have control over this, and you wonder, what's going on? Can anyone help me? Well, I'm glad to say that David can help us. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Said, Boy, I'm looking forward to, to what David has to say, but the things I'm going to bring you this morning that David tried didn't work. So, are you buckled up? All right, let's go. Let's begin, if you would, in Psalms. You're in the Psalms anyway. Turn left and go to Psalms 32. And look, look Psalms 32 and verse 3. And we see the first thing that, that David did that did not work. Verse 32, verse 3, it says, When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. The first thing he did it was that he ignored the problem. Uh, he acted like the problem wasn't there. He just kind, of a, just kind of ignored it, you know, because he thought maybe it would go away. I mean, that, that works, doesn't it? If you ignore the problem, and maybe you've come this morning and you're ignoring the pain that you're facing, and it's kind of a macho thing. Hey, I'm doing fine, but there's problems at home, and aren't there? There are problems at work. David said, when I ignored it, I was miserable. We also, we always postpone what is painful and turn minor things into major things. And so this morning, maybe that's one of the ways you've tried, according to Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way. It seems right. It just doesn't work. And so maybe you're trying to ignore the problem. Uh, there in Psalms, you're still in Psalms, turn right to Psalms 55, verse 6. This is David working out the problem. You knew it would be a man, didn't you? Us men, we, we want to fix stuff, don't we? Generally, when our wife is talking to us, we're, 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 we're wanting to finish up so we can solve the problem. But how do you say, would you just shut up? Have you all done that before? Yeah, it don't work. And that's a painful. There's repercussions to that situation. And so, so he's trying to fix this problem. And so the first thing he does, he ignores it. Like, I, like It's not there. And the more he ignores, the more painful it gets. The second thing we see here in verse 6, chapter 55, he says, And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. And the second thing we do, we try to run from it. Uh, you know, we, we try to get away from it. We feel like if we'll just run from it, that we'll be able to, it'll be okay. Have you ever noticed why all public buildings' doors go outward? Have you noticed that? Do you know why? When people are afraid, they run. They get out of the building. And so you're here this morning, you're trying to run from the problem, run from the difficulty. The problem with running from a situation is that 
the running may delay it, but doesn't remove it. Have you noticed that? The problem's still there. And so David is trying to figure this out. You know, David was a smart guy. He was the king. <laughs> so he's a smart guy. And so he's probably thinking, you know, it's, you, you, this to me is, it's to me is kind of a revelation. Here, here's a guy that had to walk with God and still didn't have it figured out. Here's a fella that had, was in tune with the Lord. I mean, you know, a guy that, that God, that he loved, and he loved the Lord. And here's a fellow that, you know, you think, why would he go through these processes? Why would he do all these things? Because we're so human in our behavior. We just think we can work it out. We can tough it out. And so I encourage you, don't, don't ignore it. Don't run from it. There, turn left, you'll see in Psalms 39, another thing he was doing to try to get through this situation, try to get through the hurt, the, the, the hopelessness, uh, the despair that he was facing. Uh, in chapter 39, verse 2, the Bible says this, I was dumb with silence. I held my peace, and even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. He was trying to hide the hurt. We, we are professionals. We are professionals at hiding things. We, we like the people to believe that we don't have any problems. Have you noticed that? Uh, we, we want folks to think that everything is okay with us when that's not the case. Uh, we need to admit the problems. Let me give you some truth. Truth number one, no one has it all together. They just don't. We look at people and say, wow, they have it all together. I mean, everything is wonderful with them. They have no difference. Look at, look at Larry back there with, with Joyce. They have it all together, don't you, Larry? Yeah, that's probably true. Well, I was going to use Pastor Hardy, but I know him too well, and so that's not going to work for him. But, but what I'm trying to tell you, I'm not trying to say this to you to try to, you know, misery loves company type situation. I just think we need to deal with the reality. What Satan wants us to believe is that we're the only one that's facing these things. We're the only one that has these problems, but we are not. We are not. No one has it all. Number two, there's no perfect people. Now, you may have married <laughs> someone and ruined them, but, uh, but, but there's no perfect people. And number three, all parents have problems with their children. <laughs> to look forward to it, then. <laughs> you know, a couple of the little baby back there, their perfect child, is going to act like his dad. You know, you know how when is anyway, and so it's going to happen. And so I just want you to understand that, to be aware of that, to understand these are the things that we need to deal with. We don't need to hide the problems. You've heard me say it so many times. The revealing of your feeling is the beginning of healing. You want to heal, then you be honest with yourself. This is what he was doing. Uh, Psalms 55, we see another thing that David was doing. He was trying to figure this thing out, and we were trying to work this situation out. Uh, he, was, he was hurting so very deeply, and he, was, he felt so hopeless, and he felt things were out of control. And so when you get to a situation like that, it's amazing. We think we can do it. Psalms uh, 55, verse 2, the Bible says, Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. In other words, I, I'm going to worry about it. Have you ever worried? <laughs> you know, worry is an attempt to control something that's uncontrollable. You know, the problem with worrying is we start playing God and take on his responsibilities. You know, 
to worry about something that I can't change is foolish. And to worry about something I can change is stupid. If you can change it, then do it. And I think the thing is that worrying is just to say, worry, I, I, sometimes I'll talk to folks about this area of, of meditation. And all that, all that worry is, is, is negative meditation. You do meditate all the time. It's amazing how much of a conversation you have with yourself internally all the time. Even right now, if I'm speaking, you're talking to yourself. I don't know what you're saying, but, you know, it may not be good. But, you know, we, have a, we do meditate, and, and, when I, and what worrying is, worrying is negative meditation. And what David is trying to do, he's saying that worrying doesn't work. It doesn't get the job done. One more. In Psalms chapter 73, we see another thing he did. 73, 21. He said, thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant I was as a beast before them. In other words, he, he was resenting the hurt. You know, one of the bad things about hurting is hurting leads to resentment. And, and the things that I generally resent, resenting comes from someone hurting you. And the reason someone's hurting you is because they've broken your trust. You may be here this morning, and that's happened to you. And, you know, when it comes to these hurts and pains we go through, and we try all these things, trying to figure out, how can I get out of the pain? No one likes to be in pain. No one, no one revels in that, and they're looking for ways and, in order to be able to relieve themselves. And so all these things happen. All these things come in their life. And, but they come to a situation, guys, and David came to this place where he tried all these things. He tried hiding it. He tried worrying about it. And it wasn't working. Maybe where you are this morning is where he got it. In Psalms 130, the Bible says in verse 1, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. The reason he was calling unto the Lord was that he had come to a place in his life when he was ready to give up. He was ready to pack it in, if you will. He was ready to not keep on keeping on. And you may have come this morning, and that's where you are. Uh, you, you're ready to give up. You're ready to, to toss it in. You are, you are tired of the way things are going today. And so you are ready to say, I, I am through with how things are happening. I'm through with this life. Have you ever been in a relay race where you put a glass of water and you ran with it? And you did that? Where's the, where's the girl with that? I don't know who did that. Some of you this morning, you're so full of hurt. You're so full. It takes almost nothing to. Almost anything now is taking you off. And you're at a point now in your life that, you know, you're so full of pain. And, and, and the problem is, it doesn't seem to stop. It just seems to keep going. All these things you try to do, they don't work. And you know what happens? You're full of hurt. You're full of pain.
pain. You're full of anguish. And almost anything makes you mad now. Anything makes you upset. And you're sitting here this morning, and, and, and this is one of the things we don't like to admit because we all believe or like to believe or want folks to believe that we have things under control and we don't ever get ticked off. We don't ever get so full to a place that we know we don't think we can take much more. That's not what Christianity is. That's not what God has for us. See, why is this so important? I'll tell you why it's so important. Because I see the army of God not doing what an army is supposed to do. What they're doing is licking their wounds and feeling sorry for themselves and, and just spending all types of ways to somehow rationalize their, what's going on in their life. And we've got a job to do, but the army is sick. We're full and tired of it. And we somehow have deluded ourselves into believing, well, after all, that's the way life is. That is not the way life is. Well, the Bible says. So what do we do? Well, let me give you a scripture. Psalms 142. Look at verse 4. I'm sorry, verse 2. He said, I pour out my complaint before him. <laughs> That's so cool. I frankly, uh, Pastor Hardy is here. If you have any complaints, go see him. Works for me. <laughs> he loves folks complaining to him. He just hits his, he's got the gift. Say, what's his gift? He's hard of hearing. He don't hear you anyway. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have told that secret. That's not going to be a good thing. And, I, and, I, and it, we say it in jest, but we have a lot going on. But you know, and, and believe me, no one wants someone to complain to. They don't want for someone to complain to them. But the Bible says that we can come to the Lord, and he says that we can pour out our complaints to him. Uh, we don't have to be there. We can pour our complaints to him. The Bible, we can talk about all our troubles, and pretty soon we can just give it all to him. You know what the Bible calls that? Casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. That, that's the thing that God has made available to us. God so, so loved us and so cares for us that he didn't simply want us to be here and existing. He wants us to be here as victors. He wants us to be here as his, I mean, he's a dad. We're his children. I don't know about you. I want my kids to be happy. So does he. So does he. Wait. That's not the only thing. We ask, we pour our complaints out to the Lord. Oh, what a relief that is. What, how wonderful it is. But, you see, here's the deal, guys. We also have resentment in our hearts. Oh, we pour our complaints out to God, but then we still hold that grudge. We want them to get theirs, don't we? 
We want them to pay for what they did to us. You know? And I think that the reality of that is when you do that, when you do this, you give it to God, and you still resent, it comes back. And some of you are sitting here this morning, and there's resentment in your heart. How do I deal with that? It's not, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The book of Matthew says this. Matthew 6, 12 says this. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse 14 says, For if you forgive men not their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also not forgive you. You see, guys, the thing we got to understand when, when we're, whatever has happened to us that's caused us to have resentment in our heart, as long as we hold on that resentment, the person that did that to us is still doing it to us. And I'm not saying forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook. Forgiveness is putting them in God's hand and getting them out of yours. You see, the reason we need to forgive is because you were forgiven. God forgave you. I think some reason why people have a hard time forgiving because they don't feel forgiven. And for you not to accept God's forgiveness is a question on God's authority and a question on God's omnipotence, on his power. And I encourage you this morning, the thing you've got to do, you've got to come before the Lord and ask forgiveness, and then you need to forgive others that have harmed you and hurt you. And that doesn't let them off the hook. That puts them in God's picture. Let me tell you something else. You're going to need some forgiveness in the future. You might want to be aware of that. Now, one more scripture, we're done. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4. Man, how, preacher, how do, you, how do you learn how to be a good forgiver? Okay, I'm glad you asked that question. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse, uh, verse 12, I believe it is. Yeah, verse 12. He says this, Beloved, think it not strange. Now, the reason he says that is because we do that. This, wh why am I going through problems? Why is this happening to me? Well, the Bible says, no, it's not strange. Concerning the fiery trials which try you at some strange thing has happened unto you. But rejoice. <laughs> the word of God is so funny. And, is, and the Bible is so funny. How in the world are you supposed to rejoice when you're going through trials? Because joy comes from God. Rejoicing is an eternal thing. We can do it even when things aren't going well for us because this forgiveness thing is a step of faith and an expression of love on our part. When you do that, you are expressing faith, you're a step of faith, and you're expressing love. And so this morning, I desire for you as we move to the next 10 months of the year, to, lead, to go into those areas positive about what God is going to do in your life. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking, but there's nothing wrong, with, by the way, with the power of positive thinking. But I think the thing I encourage you this morning, these hurts that you've built up, and so, you know, some folks, maybe another one's, no one's here like that, but there's some folks that stuff, they stuff in their life. They stuff this down, they stuff, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Why do you act that way? Why not this morning 
Let's come clean with God. David was very transparent with us. How about you being transparent with God? Some of you are this morning and you're, you're hurt. And sometimes you think, wow, it's a strange thing. I mean, I, I come to church, I'm faithful uh, in my giving, I'm faithful in my scripture reading, all that kind of stuff. Why am I going through these things? Because God is working in your life. God is trusting you with some things. And so this morning, now you may be here. You, you, you know, I have lost you. You know, you don't know what I'm talking about. Because maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe this morning what you need to do is to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, the thing is this, that Jesus didn't come to establish a religion, a bunch of rules and regulations. He came to establish a relationship that will transform your life. When my kids were born into our family, for the rest of their life, they were Baal's kids because they were born in our family. Very unique because of that. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior, could I encourage you? You, you may have walked in here with a load of guilt and hurt and pain, I'm so thankful that this morning you can come and the Bible says, come unto me all that are weak and heavy laden and I will give you rest. And so this morning, if you're here, you know, the, the rest we're talking about here is a relationship. The rest is not some rules and regulations that we put on you to do certain stuff. A relationship is an ever-developing, motivated by love. So this morning, you have an opportunity. We can give it to God, and one of the first ways to do it is to receive him as our personal Savior. If not sure about where you're going to spend eternity, if you die right now, you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, I encourage you right now to come and, and let God speak to your heart and change your life. What he does. If you're here this morning, I know the bulk of the folks that are here, uh, you know Christ is your personal Savior, but man, you know, you have, you have maybe even in secret you've hidden these things. There's two people that have found you out. You and God. They're not a secret to him. And so don't live below your privilege. I'm not saying you come walk with God, you never have any problems. I'm just saying when you have problems, he'll walk with you. He'll never leave you. Never forsake you. Would you stand for prayer? As we go before the Lord in prayer this morning, God has dealt with your heart. And you may have come, as I use the illustration of the glass, you're so full of, of the hurt and so full of the pain and and you really, there's no really answer. I, I pray that this morning that you'll come and maybe spend some time here at the altar right where you're sitting saying, you know, God, I just, I, I just need you in my life. I need you in control. Whatever your need is this morning, I encourage you. You don't have to walk out here with the same pain you walked in. Father, we come to you this morning. We're thankful for the word of God. We're, we're thankful for David's transparency. We're even thankful for his mistakes. But they really weren't mistakes. They were certainly learning experiences. Help us to understand that. You bring things in our life for us to learn, to grow, to benefit by. There's folks here this morning. You knew what I was going to talk about this morning. There's folks walked in this church this morning devastated, hurt. And when you're devastated and hurt, you don't really can't do much when it comes to the cause of Christ because we're spending so much time trying to trying to make it every day. And so I pray that maybe this morning they will, maybe they need to cast this hurt and care upon you. Maybe they need to forgive that person that hurt them, that did that to them. I pray they'll do that this morning.
I pray that they'll walk out of here with the chains off. They'll walk out of here, God, with the freedom and the love that you have for them. And God, help them to walk, not sit here in guilt. I pray, Lord, now this morning that, you'll, that we'll respond to what the Holy Spirit is talking about us in our hearts right now. Thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. We're going to extend the invitation. God has spoken to you this morning. Our altar is certainly open. You know, you've heard me say this a lot. You can get right with God right where you are. I got it. And that's, you know, I, I'm always of this opinion. I never come to, I, I just went to church. Thank you.